On today's Locked On Texan podcast, the YouTube comments, of course, the 1,000 subscriber YouTube comments. We also hear from another NFL hopeful prospect. And why does draft season make people completely lose their minds? But first, Cody, on this Good Friday, start the countdown. Are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome everybody to a Friday edition of the Locked On Texan podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman, joined by Cody Montel Davis, this is how we do it. And uh, before we talk about the Houston Texans, Cody, <clears throat> I want you guys to be prepared because in three days, you're going to hear the same sermon Baptist churches have been preaching for 300 <laughs> years. And he got up and he rose on the third day. Hey, it's the truth, man. It's the truth. It's the truth. Uh, But welcome into this Good Friday edition of the Locked On Texan podcast. Kind of wanted to open up with some fun. Today is Good Friday. Hopefully you guys have an opportunity to enjoy your family. I hope that you're off, unlike some of us. Uh, However, let's dive into the YouTube comments. And I think... One of the most absurd comments that I may have read since we started this segment, Cody, is from Mike Smith. Mike, I hope you're watching. Dude, this is I'm sorry, this is in regards to the Kayvon Thibodeau is still the best prospect or not episode that you did, excuse me, with Brandon K. Scott. With B. Scott. Uh, he said, dude never lived up to the number one recruit moniker. Why in the hell would you draft him first overall? He played like a third or fourth rounder and screams bust in the first round. I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. Look, I, I, I think that um, in regards to Thibodeau, and I'll, I'll save a little bit for the rest of the show, but I think, Cody, people really don't understand that football is not one-dimensional for players anymore. Uh, and, and they they always scream he like players don't love football or even in just any athlete they don't love the sport they don't love the game they don't take it serious because of other interests but to read that he's not a first round talent when you have players like a um, some of y'all favorite prospect and I'll I'll be okay with saying this in his collegiate career uh, if we compare it to. Thibodeau would be a first-round talent and damn near any draft class, not like Malik Willis. Malik Willis wouldn't be a first-round talent. Kenny Pickett wouldn't be a first-round talent. Some of these not quarterbacks that, right. that you guys have been oozing over wouldn't be first-round talents. But a Thibodeau would be a first-round talent in last year's draft class, next year's draft class, the year after that, the three years before this draft. So let's pause on that he's not a first-round draft talent. That is – ridiculous insane Cody I, I know you may have some thoughts please help me I mean I, I can't say much it's a crazy comment in the conversation surrounding whether or not Thibodeau should still be picked within the top three is due to the quote-unquote 
character issues that some teams see. And it's only because they are wondering, is he going to fully commit himself into getting better? And John, I 100% agree with you because it seems like every time an athlete is trying to fight this stigma that he doesn't love that particular sport, it's only due to the fact that they are just 100% just talented in the sport. And the negative stereotype of Thibodeau not liking the sport and not giving it his all in practice sort of reminds me a little bit, if I could just switch over to another league, Anthony Edwards. Yes. He was going into the, I think it was the 2020, if I'm not mistaken, NBA draft. He was by far the best prospect. Last year. Yeah, yeah, last year. So, you know, he he was by far the best prospects in NBA teams was like, I don't know, his stock is falling and and I don't know if he's going to be 100% committed and he seems like a guy who loves the, the spotlight too much. What the, what, what has Anthony Edwards done since then? He has been one of the best talents that the NBA has to offer. And he just led the Minnesota Timberwolves to the playoffs for only the second time since the post Kevin Garnett era ended in 2007. So I say all that just to say, Kevon Thibodeau is by far a first round pick. His stock isn't falling all the way to the third round. If anything, he is still going to be a top 10, top 15 pick if his stock falls that low. And I still don't think that is going to happen. Yeah, some of these. I saw another comment, but I didn't want to dive into that one. Uh, Philip Busby, this is the first time that I've actually seen him comment. So uh, shout out to Philip. Defense at three point blank, period. And I wanted to mention this comment because on yesterday's show, we talked about where the Houston Texans may rank uh, different positions in terms of what they think is more of a priority than others. And I mm-hmm. think that, Cody, you and I can agree that defense at three makes sense. Yep, 100%. And I also wanted to go ahead and get into another comment. Um, It just passed me up, but I do remember a comment that said, I wouldn't be surprised if Levy Smith and Nick Casario took both Sauce Gardner and Derek Stingley. I think that's too good to be true. (laughs) I don't think both of those players will be Houston Texans, but for the sake of an argument or just discussion – Cody, how would you feel? I never thought about that. But but it is possible, though, if you think about it. That would be second best scenario to me. I think first scenario would be the Texans come away with both Kevon Thibodeau and or Stingley and Sauce, whoever is there at 13. Remember, we just talked about that on yesterday. But... Knowing how much you and I have been covering this team, again, we're going into our third, fourth season covering this team, and this secondary has been terrible. I would not be mad if they come away with Sauce and Stingley. Hmm. X-Facts. Texans just lost Justin Reed. Free safety is the main need for this team right now. I will go ahead and play a safe and draft Kyle Hamilton third overall with the 13 pick. I will go get that offensive tackle from Mississippi State. This was also on the stock falling. Is Kevin Thibodeau still the best prospect? Uh, do you think that free safety is the main need? 
because there was a good back and forth with Sarah McCoy, who comments on the show frequently. Shout out to Sarah. Uh, Sarah, uh, she said free safety is the main team for is the main need for the team right now? Question mark. Are you serious? The Texans finished 32nd in the NFL in rushing last season, and their QBs were sacked 44 times. Sounds like offensive line is a bigger need than free safety. Kyle Hamilton is way too slow to play free safety, which I, I that narrative right there because of a 40 time, I hate that as well. But she continues with he does not have the foot speed. He takes bad tackles, angle, bad tackle angles, and misses on a lot of tackles. Check out the video from 2021 college football season. At best, uh, Hammy, she called him Hammy, but I'm, I'm sure she meant to say Hamilton or nicknaming him Hammy, might be able to play weak side linebacker. Jaquan Brisker of Penn State and Jalen Petrie of Baylor are safeties, and they can be had in the second round. Sound like we need to get Sarah on the show. We may need to get Sarah <laughs> on the show. Uh, and, and by the way, I think Jalen Peach would be a great pickup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a phenomenal pickup. Now, and, and, and I'll just say that as well. But um, free safety at three with Kyle Hamilton? Mm. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't see it only because prior to his pro day, and John, I'm not going to lie, I'm one of the people you do not like. Kind of fell victim and looking at that 40 time, I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's not too good. But mm, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. And Hamilton's stop has fallen a lot. If he's there at 13, John, will you be okay? Let's say if they went sauce and then turned around and got Hamilton or Stingley in Hamilton or you know, Kavan in Hamilton, you know, I. I, here's my thing. I, I, I think that we got to be prepared to get our hearts broke, right? Because what we may feel like is a priority for Houston may not be a priority for Houston with they, in their eyes, right? But mm-hmm. I think it does depend on where they rank the other positions. And at 13, if you have a chance to get a Jermaine Johnson, if you have a chance to get one of those uh, top-tier offensive linemen, because – I've been gushing over this player for a couple of months now. If Zion Johnson is available at 13, I would take him, right? Um, because later in the draft, you can go ahead and get your John Mechie. You can go get your receiver at the second round. Then, you know, you can address other positions. So I'm not necessarily big on 13 using that for safety. However, Houston may be big, and we may just sit there and get our hearts broken. Cody, are you a betting man? No, because I don't like losing my money like that. You don't like losing money, but sometimes certain bets are worth taking. And right now, the NFL release, or Bet Online, excuse me, released their NFL Coach of the Year possibilities. And right now, your Lovey Smith has a 40 to 1 chance to win that award. Would you take that bet? I think I would. You'll take that bet. You'll go ahead and place a little. Extra cash that you got laying mm-hmm. around on there with the possibility at the end of the year it paying off. The best odds right now is Josh McDaniels, 12 to 1. He opens mm. up as the favorite. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your sport betting needs and sports information. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the MLB season. Bet Online is your continued source. For all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. 
Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because BetOnline is where the game starts. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with this Friday installment of Locked On Texans. And as promised, we have NFL draft prospect, Mr. Jalen Thomas, linebacker from Ball State University. Jalen, what's going on, man? I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. First and foremost, like always, welcome to Locked On Texans. And I'm so excited to have an opportunity to talk to another NFL prospect. And Jalen, before we get started, man, I got to ask you this. Because like you and like millions of kids around the world, I grew up wanting to be a professional athlete, dreaming of playing in the NFL, dreaming of playing in the NBA. But of course, with me being on the other side of this computer stream screen right now, my athletic career did not go as far, but as somebody who is basically about to have his NFL dream realized, literally in the next two weeks, how has how has this entire draft process been for you? Uh, it's, it's been, you know, it's been a blessing. You know, a lot of, you know, a lot of kids don't get this. A lot of people don't get this opportunity. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've just been trying to fulfill, you know. Um, you know this whole opportunity and just accept it for what it is and i'm, I'm forever grateful um it's been a you know a, you know a pleasing journey i you know I, I love every every moment of it because it's preparing for something i love doing which is football so it's you know it's been a blessing it's been a, one ride that you know I, i've i've had a wonderful time you know being a part of awesome awesome and really quick before moving <clears throat> on um you played five seasons at ball state correct correct Five seasons at yeah. Ball State. Um, you also had an opportunity to go through your pro day, had an opportunity to just talk to different teams. What has been your favorite part about this whole entire draft process? Uh, you know, it's just been uh, really just dialing in on my body and, uh, you know, being able to take care of my body, you know. Um, you know, over those five years, you know, uh, you know, you take a little, your body take a little beating, but, you know, just to slow things down and, you know, just to focus really on your body and get – getting your body ready for, you know, camp in the near future. Um, so mm. it's, it's been, you know, it's been pretty, uh, it's been pretty a, a fun experience. Um, really just being able, you know, just focus on me um, personally and, you know, just making sure I'm intact and ready for, you know, what's coming in there in the near future. I know over the last couple of weeks, you have probably been on a lot of interviews, talking to different teams, trying to um, show teams who you are, especially as a linebacker. And I noticed something about you watching film, looking at your numbers. Um, You actually have an important quality about your game as a linebacker that a lot of teams like the Houston Texans who run a Tampa 2 defense, like to see in their linebackers, and that's their ability to drop down and actually play coverage. And last year you recorded a career-high four interceptions as a linebacker. So, Jalen, can you just explain to me and the listeners and the viewers what are some of the intangibles that go into being a versatile linebacker who can actually excel in pass coverage? Um, Yes, well, you know, it starts in the film room. Uh, You know, us as a team, you know, we took – you know, uh, the film room really serious uh, as a defense. And, you know, um, it just put me in, you know, a lot of positions to be able to make those plays. And, you know, it start, you know, in the film room at the uh, beginning of the week, and, you know, just emphasizing those things throughout the week, you know, of uh, preparation and of bringing it to the game. You know, it just, it just, those plays just came, you know, just based off truly solely off uh, 
you know, film study and, uh, you know, the mm -hmm. preparation throughout the week and practice. So. Hmm. You talk about your preparation. You're talking about getting ready for these type of games, especially given your ability to excel in pass coverage. Um, Jalen, as someone who succeeded on the collegiate level, now you're about to transfer over into the NFL level. Um, what are some of the things you are starting to notice about, let's say, your worth ethic that already been very good and already has been proven to be successful on the collegiate level but what are some of the things that you are starting to notice that you can actually tweak in order to experience the same level of success or surpass the level of success in the nfl um well you know my work at the you know it's, it's always been where it's at, where it's at um you know you know starting out before pro day you know i, I was training down in houston and uh Shout out to Derek Blaylock and uh, uh, Courtney Brooks for, you know, a wonderful experience uh, training for Pro Day and uh, giving me the opportunity, you know, to perform to the best of my ability at Pro Day. So a big shout out to them. Uh, but now, you know, I'm back in home in Lima, Ohio, you know, just to be back home, you know, just uh, uh, get the whole home atmosphere. You know, I'm surrounded by a lot of people that support me in the Lima area. Um, they allow me to use their facilities, you know, to be you know, the, the, the best I could be, uh, to, to be able to train like a professional. Um, and that's, mm -hmm. that's one thing that, you know, that's been a bit of a difference, you know, training like professional, uh, focusing on, uh, you know, mobility, uh, mobility is key, you know, your hips and just, there's so much more, you know, uh, uh, detailed things, you know, that, that goes into your list. And, uh, huge shout out to, uh, uh, uh Harry, Harry Gilbert, one of my, uh, ex, uh, uh, strength and conditioning coaches, you know, he, put together, you know, some nice, um, um, uh, workouts for me, you know, to stay ready and to stay, uh, you know, um, yeah, to stay ready for the near future, uh, which is, you know, camp coming, you know, right around the corner. So, you know, they put together, you know, I, my support system is, uh, is major for me. You know, they, they allow me to do a lot of things, you know, uh, just to, to be ready for, uh, you know, what's coming in the near future. So, yeah, it's been fun being back home. Definitely. You know, just to, Get that home vibe, you know, just to work under those some of those people, you know, that was in my corner back in uh in high school, which was hmm. you know, it felt like so long ago, but you know, it really wasn't that long ago. But you know, just those people, you know, that's continue to be in my corner. Um, it, it means a lot. Um, you know, they're they're you know, they're in my corner and I, I'm working this hard for them, you know, just it, it's been a fun experience and I I'm forever grateful for those people, you know, who continue to, you know, uh make sure I'm able to be successful. Mm. You talk about the people in your corner, and I can only imagine since 2017 when you began your college career, your head coach, Mike New, what has he, what has he been for your career, and what is it about Coach New that actually gave you the opportunity, gave you the chance to say, you know what, I think I'm ready to go and take my NFL, take my football game to the NFL level? Uh, yeah, Coach New is a great guy, man. Uh, you know, he took a chance on me, and I'm forever grateful for him. Uh, you know, going into my senior year of high school, you know, I didn't have any, you know, uh, any college offers or anything, you know, and it's just, hmm. he was my, he was my second, uh, you know, my second offer, my first offer was from Indiana State, and I just remember, you know, getting that, that, that first, that first offer was a great feeling, you know, and Indiana State didn't have exactly what I wanted to go to college for, and, uh, you know, Coach New came, or Coach Doherty, I met Coach Doherty, uh, he's a special teams coordinator, tight ends coach over at Duke now. You know, congrats mm -hmm. to him. But, uh, you know, he came and he talked to me for the first time, you know, over at Lima Senior. You know, I'm a guy, you know, I'm going to, after my senior year, you know, finally getting uh, 
interest from, uh, you know, uh, college uh, teams. You know, it, it meant a lot. But, you know, the, the moment I met, you know, Coach New and Coach Doherty, you know, I just got the, 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 the family vibe from them. And, you know, it's, it's been that uh, since I've been there in 2016. And it, and it, it never changed. You know, they always uh, uh, wish the best for me, hope the best for me, you know. Um, put me in a position to be as successful as I was over at Boston State. So I can't thank them enough. Mm. I couldn't help but notice in the midst of all this, you say you didn't have too many college offers coming out of high school, correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a, a bit underlooked. You know, it's it's something that I, I use to, you know, always drive me, you know. Um, it, it, it was a, more of a driver than anything. You know, it put me in a position I'm in today. Yeah, and, and with that, that's what I was about to get to next. You know, here we are, like I mentioned, two weeks away from the NFL draft. You're going to hear your name call. Well, the fact that, you know, you go back to your senior year of high school, you didn't get a lot of offers, and now who you are about to achieve a goal that, like I mentioned, millions of kids dream of, and that's being a professional athlete, especially playing in the NFL. Will that make that moment just a little bit more knowing that in high school you was overlooked and now you have an NFL team calling your name wanting to take a chance on you? Yeah, 100%, man. I'm, uh, you know, I just take pride, so much pride in being, you know, a small kid from Lima, Ohio, you know. A lot of people don't know about Lima, Ohio, but there's a lot of people, a lot of talent in this city, you know, and it's, i just forever grateful to be able to spread hope, you know, throughout this city. And, uh, you know, that's, that's one driver, you know, that that's one thing that drives me. Uh, to this day, you know, um, that's why it's so great to, you know, just to be back home. And, uh, you know, I work out at a facility, uh, like I said, Tim Lone's over at Fast uh, over here in Lima, you know, um, you know, just to be in there and see some of those young kids and they're working out, um, you know, just remembering like I was I was that young kid not that long ago. And it was hmm. uh, it, it's been a, you know, a pleasing journey. Um, and like you said, it, it, it's going to mean, you know, the world to me and this and my family, uh when my name get called, so, yeah. Awesome, awesome. And, you know, during that time, senior year of high school, when you wasn't getting a lot of, you know, scouts looking at you, getting ready for, for, for the college level, who are some of the people that actually help you keep your spirits up, that actually kept you motivated in order to get, in order for you to get to where you are today? Uh, definitely, you know, my dad. Uh, you know, my dad... Uh, and my, my, both of my parents, because, uh, you know, my dad was a guy that, uh, you know, he went to play over at uh, University of Cincinnati. And, uh, hmm. you know, his career was cut just a little short. And, you know, it was, you know, it, he drove me so much to where, you know, I just wanted to, you know, uh, live out one of his dreams, you know, through me. But he continued to drive me. But definitely I want to do it for myself. But for him just to be able to, you know, uh, live out one of his dreams as well, you know, it means uh, a lot to me, you know. But, uh Definitely my dad, um, you know, a lot, I got a lot of supporters in line, but it's hard to just nitpick hmm. so many of them. But, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys that's in my corner, like some of those guys, like Jeff Williams, I mentioned, you know, he was, he used to train me back in high school, uh, back, yeah, back in high school, you know, on my come up uh, days or, or whatnot. But, you know, it's just, it's so many, uh, so many people, it's hard to even, to even, you know, just specifically pick one or a couple people, but. You know, my parents definitely, my siblings, um, you know, they were always in my corner. You know, they always believed in me, um, you know, even some more than I believe in myself sometimes. But, you know, they always mm. kept me up and made sure, you know, my, my head was where it was, where it needed to be. 
needed it to be. Uh, so, yeah. Last question before getting out of here, Jalen. I've been asking all the prospects this question. I would love to hear what you have to say. Let's say NFL scout runs across Locked On Texans. They hear your interview. What would be your final pitch to that scout to make them say, you know what, we're going to take a chance on Jalen Thompson and Jalen Thomas, excuse me, in the next two weeks? Uh, you know, I would, I would say, you know, I'm a guy, you know, that's, you know, that's extremely coachable. Um, a guy that's, you know, uh, super competitive, that hates to lose. You know, a guy that's uh, truly experienced, you know, at the linebacker level, as well as, you know, on special teams. I've played a lot of special teams and uh, at the collegiate level. So, you know, I'm willing to, you know, do anything to get my way on the field, to be on the field, you know, and to be a part of an organization. Um, you're getting a guy that's truly dedicated, um, truly humbled, you know, throughout the process. Uh, and you can a guy that's a, a great teammate, you know, that's uh, capable of making uh, friends with, you know, pretty much anybody, a people's person. Uh, and a, a guy that also, you know, just truly love with, tr- love the process, love the game of football, you know, just always have a smile on my face, you know, at every moment of the day. Uh, so you got a guy that's really ready to go to work. Hmm. Sounds good. Jalen Thomas, linebacker from Ball State University, which is, a, I, I love the name of that school, by the way, Ball State <laughs> University. But Jalen, <laughs> really <Kurt>. quick, <laughs> Jalen, really quick, um, where can our listeners follow you at on social media? Uh, yeah, you can follow me at uh, underscore Jalen Thomas, J-A-Y-L-I-N dot, or L-I-N Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S underscore at the end on both Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. Sounds good. Jalen, once again, thank you so much for joining me here on Locked On Texans. Just so you know, if the Houston Texans do draft you, that means we're going to have two up-and-coming Jalens in the city of Houston because another team in Houston, I think you might know him. His name is um, Jalen Green. He plays for the Houston Rockets into his rookie season with 41 points. So I'm just saying it'd be cool if the Texans draft you. We'll have two Jalens here in the city of Houston to root for. But, <laughs> but uh, man, I appreciate you so much. Good luck with everything, man. And I'll be rooting for you in the next two weeks, bro. Thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. That was Jalen Thomas. Great interview and discussion. And, of course, we wish the best for him on his next journey uh, moving to the NFL. Listen, some of y'all missing out right now. I'm going to tell you why you're missing out. You're missing out on Bill Bars because they are providing a variety of flavors, a healthier choice, and 100% real chocolate. That's like the holy trinity of treats, right? <laughs> like you got every flavor you want to choose from. It's not necessarily going to be bad for you at all. And who doesn't like chocolate? The best thing about Bill Bar, 130 calories, four grams of sugar. So not a lot of that sugar. Four net carbs, not a lot of that nasty net carbs. And 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually carries around 240 calories. 30 grams of sugar, that's 10 times the amount of sugar and a dozen of those net carbs. You can choose from flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious and it will be good for you. Go to build.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at build.com.
Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Uh, really quick, I, I got to get this off my mind, Cody. I think that you know every year we – we, we come to a place where film and tape isn't good enough. Uh, success and accolades aren't good enough. And we take narratives, whether that narrative be from an analyst who finds flaws in a person's game, uh, whether that be on the field or off the field, or we get caught up in the T-shirt Olympics. And in this case, I am speaking directly to a Kyle Hamilton and a Kevon Thibodeau. Right now, both of those guys were great college football players. And we talked earlier in the show where, on rather, that, you know, that comment from Mike, third or fourth rounder? That just blows my mind to hear that and to hear that Kyle Hamilton may slip out of the top 15 because of a uh, – what where did he run, a 4-5 or, or something along those lines and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I, to hear that, it seems like people every year, they get caught up in a lot of the things that don't have to deal with football. And I mentioned that we are in a day and age where football isn't a one dynamic aspect for players anymore, right? Then um, it was football, 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 football. Now you can be an athlete, a football player, and you can also run a successful business on the side. You can also be a successful uh, spokesperson, excuse me. You can also do a lot of different things, but when people hear – that a player may have outside interest or the, a 40 time may not be as fast as you like it. Now, all of a sudden he's not worth the pick. I think that's insane. And for me, we do this every draft season. I get it because what that does is that allows people to speak their mind on players that they feel shouldn't be worth that top two to one and five, one, five to 10 top 15 pick. But then you boost up players that may not necessarily have shown uh, the field work that is needed, the film, and now you're overdrafting players instead of drafting what's smart and the best player available. I say all that to say this. Sauce Gardner is still number three for me for the Houston Texans (laughs) because he is the best player available at three. But Thibodeau and Kyle Hamilton, those are still great college football players that can be very great at the next level. Stop overthinking it. <laughs> you said all that just to say, Sauce, it's still going to be number three in your book, which I 100% agree with that. But I, I'm not going to look at it as much like that, only because in the midst of all this, and this, you talking to somebody who got to cover not just the NFL draft, and in the next couple of weeks, I got to get ready to start covering um, the NBA draft as well for my Houston Rockets coverage. But both sports, and a little bit more so in the NBA, 
we just get too caught up in analytics a lot of times. And I think this is the bad in terms of draft stocks. That's when I think analytics actually hurt both of these leagues the most because look, John, and I actually pulled up Kyle Hamilton's 40 times just so we can make sure we're correct. This is a guy who ran a 4.59. That was the total. Of course I'm around that though. Um, of course I'm, I'm rounding that up, but there is no way in hell you could take a look at the work that he did in college and still say to yourself, just because he ran a slow, which is pretty bad for a guy in his position, just because he ran a terrible 40 doesn't make him worth a top 10 overall draft pick. When prior to that, everybody was talking about whether or not he's going to be taken in the top five. And the same thing for Kevon Thibodeau. Now, I already gave you guys the best example of what, I, what, I, what, I, what came to my mind when we first talked about this. Anthony Edwards. He had the same stigma, and now look at him. He is quickly establishing himself as one of the best young talents in the NBA. And in the next two to three years, we're going to be saying the same thing for Kevon Thibodeau as well. Thank you guys for checking out today's show. Make sure you are subscribing to the Locked On Texans podcast on YouTube. And make sure you're also following us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. With the same fingers, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12 for whatever comes to my mind. (laughs) But with the next couple of weeks coming up, it will be a lot of Texan talk. And I love going back and forth with new followers, old followers, all followers. We are all family and friends. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, we are what? Two weeks away, a little bit under two weeks away before the start of the NFL draft. John, it's going to be fun. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.